You know, Brandon, I was going to say I'd rather be pissed off than to be pissed on. But quite frankly, I think I would rather be pissed on than to have to sleep with Jim Cornette's wife. Wow. Kenny, it's Izzy the Cottage here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I have to for Christ's sake. True story, Brandon. I, I literally had that first line typed out, and then I just ad-libbed <laughs> the other part because it, there there is some craziness going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. It started with like NXT UK, but it's it's slowly trickled into the wor- the rest of the world of wrestling. Well, goddamn hell, you got to sleep with my wife to get booked. <laughs> it's I, I just I just don't understand what's going on, yeah. man. I wouldn't mind. I'm more I'm more confused <laughs> than having to hang out with Brandon. Like it's. All jokes aside, man. Like this is <laughs> hearing some of the, some of these uh, some of these allegations, man. They're intense. These are crazy times. They are man. intense. I cannot believe it. Yeah, and this it's is like nuts. Okay, and I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I don't. I don't want you all to think I'm being insensitive. I, I'm not. But the, it's kind of like with right. me. It's like it's kind of like with the way the world is. It's like 2020. It's like if it's not one thing, it, it's another. It's like I feel like we're getting mm-hmm. like as we're going along, it's just getting. I don't want to say worse and worse, but it's like a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on, man. There is a what, lot of going stuff on going on. This, yeah, the speak out hashtag speak out stuff. Why is it all blowing up like right now? <laughs> was I, there any reason for it? I wonder if anybody knows I in the chat if there was a thing or it was just. Organic. Again, so guys, I just full disclosure, and I don't say this to humble brag or something, but like, like I was working out for like two hours, and then I was driving for two <laughs> hours, and so like I come back and I'm like, you know, trying to set up for this episode, and all of a sudden it's like, just holy crap! Like the whole wrestling world has exploded. Like I've heard WWE Everybody. is doing uh, damage control like right now. Like they're meeting up with all the NXT UK talent and basically addressing this issue right now. It's just crazy. Like it's honestly so crazy. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, Hollis, yeah, Hollis is alluding to it. Um, I think I think we'll save that more towards the middle there. You know, there's 20 ish names that are being accused of some sort of sexual misconduct. That's crazy. Oh boy, that is crazy. Um, but right off the bat, let me start off with something uh, a little serious because um, I didn't have the best week. Um, you know. To be honest, I think I've been focusing on our YouTube views and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, we're not getting as much as we could and, you know, things like that. So I've, I've been beating myself up and uh, there's been a lot of toxicity on social media, even obviously before um, all these allegations, but like toxicity, like where it's not needed. This is to me, it's different. It's different when it's like, you know, these these allegations they need to come to light you know that's different right. um but when it's like you know you're like hey guys how's everyone doing and it's like fuck you like it's like what, what, why am i even here like why am i why am i even that that's kind of how i felt social media um social media was going on and then but, <laughs> yeah some good news we were climbing these charts man there's charts out there with podcasts on it I mean, what oh, the hell? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 let's get. Let, well, let me let's save that. I'd let. That's, okay. Okay. I like. I like this comment. Okay, Kenny, we see you. <laughs> I like that comment. <laughs> um, but no, no, I was. I was just getting in my head. I was literally, you know, talking about ending this podcast, and um, you know, I got a lot of a uh, lot of positive comments. Um, you know, I promise I wasn't just like looking for attention. 
Like I was literally like, does anyone listen to this damn thing? You know what I mean? That, that sort of thing, you know, it's, it was just in my head. And, um, you know, there was a ton of public comments. Don't get me wrong. A lot of public comments saying, come on, Kenny, like, you know, you're one of the positive voices in professional wrestling. Like, um, we need you around more so mm-hmm. than ever because the negativity is winning. And it's like, man, I didn't know what people think of me um, in that kind of light, you know, and I appreciate them saying that about me because they know you're in the negative part of the <laughs> part of Twitter um, with your trolling. No. Did you just Snapchat me? Did you just send me? The, Brandon, we, the, we're literally <laughs> talking about sexual misconduct and I'm, you're, you're sending me Snapchats? Like, don't yes, do that, that, man. Don't do that. Especially because it's not unwarranted, <laughs> you know? Anyway. Um, but no, no, I was, I was getting my head and, um, I, I got a lot of private messages that meant a lot to me. I call him out right now. Cause I saw him on, uh, on Instagram just now, but verbal McMahon, like, come on, bro. Like you, you can do this thing. And, uh, he's like, nice. don't focus on who's not there. Focus on who's there. And, you know, and, and the way I said it too, you know, he's, he's an artist, you know, he, he's a great rapper. Go listen to his album. It's on Spotify. Um, Mr. McMahon's the name of the album, creative stuff. But, um, yeah, he was like telling me you know you, you got to perform hard no matter who's there and uh that right. he's right you know he's right and uh the way i said it was like i was focusing too much on being in the crowd and not being on the stage and you know at the end of the day it's about what i want to do with this thing and and, and what i want to talk about not necessarily i don't have to satisfy everybody uh you know i don't have to sell out per se you know i satisfy our k cups here and that's why our K cups are, it says all of you, because all of you who's on the chat um, right now, <laughs> Brandon's the next cancel. Brandon's been canceled. Brandon has been canceled. Okay. Did I get canceled already? Yes. At Who least five me? or six right, times in the past five right. years. But yeah, like everybody in the chat right now are regulars. You know, I always see the same faces, you know, thank you for being there. You know, I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, and Verbal McMahon had responded right now too. Right. So I appreciate you, man. Um, but yeah. It's it's focusing on what we have, not what we don't have. You know, being grateful. I mean, twelve point, almost thirteen thousand followers on uh, Instagram. We have you know, um, almost seven thousand on Twitter. You know, that's not even including other things. One point one one k on YouTube, which is some people dream of that. And I'm being, you know, I'm sitting here being ungrateful for it because I'm not in the big leagues per se. In my head. You know, I always strive for more, but I was letting it get to me. And uh, Anthony, to, to your point, Anthony from Smart to Death is the person who got to me the most uh, because he was like, dude, come on now. You're in the top 50 wrestling podcasts in the U.S. I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? And he sends Crazy. me a screenshot, which you can see. It's a pinned tweet on our Twitter. Our Twitter handles down below, aka FYT Wrestling. And um, we were number 39, I think I showed you. And by the way, that is a doctored picture. Uh, I just want you to know, no, no, seriously, because uh, our album cover wasn't showing up. So all I did, just for the record, because I know somebody's going to call it out, uh, I did Photoshop <laughs> our, uh, our cover no. onto there for the picture. So Is it all but, fake? But or, I didn't Photoshop anything else but another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> hey, you um, know what? Thanks to all and, the and, dude, uh, I love this comment. and watchers, yeah. Right, verbal McMahon. He says way. He says way more in regards to our followers. Way more than I got, and I think I'm hot shit. So you know, it's like, you know, it's true. It's it's you know, there's people with less that think that feel proud of themselves, and rightfully so. And we have what we have, and I'm still feeling like we're nothing. So I apologize, guys, for my my social media rant. And uh, but I'm really grateful that you all let me know that you all kind of like us, maybe Aww. just a little bit. Me at least, maybe not Brandon. That's right. 
We love your thoughts, Kitty. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say that. Hunter says you're honestly a god. Keep grinding. Uh, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Maybe a wrestling <laughs> podcast god, but that's about it. Wrestling god, this man. Well, speaking of positive things uh, in the wrestling news, before we get to the craziness, yeah, uh, yeah, the ratings went up for AW and NXT for the last episode. Yep. So that's good. So welcome back, wrestling fans. <laughs> Because yeah, I don't know where you've been. Took a week off. Maybe y'all had COVID. Brandon <laughs> thinks COVID's fake, but you know, maybe y'all had COVID. You came back, but uh, yeah. I mean, what was it? What was the number of Brandon? It was like thirteen percent up for, for AEW and ten percent yeah. up for NXT. So I mean, so, great yeah. numbers, great numbers. And Doctor NXT Scorpio stopping by. Hello, how are you? I'm glad the live chat was working. By the way, um, I was told restream was like yeah. you, YouTube's uh, not going to work tonight. So I was ready to tell everybody like, hey live chat's not going to work but I, I still res- i still love you all but here it's working and it's working well it. unlike brandon but go ahead no no no. yeah i was gonna say uh also the the ratings up and also i was gonna ask you know what did you think as sort of you know this r- new raw i guess now that sort of Heyman's out and now they got yeah, a new guy in that's a pretty good show too you know you, you got some positive things co- i think that's what, the horizon. I, yeah i think that's what got me uh negative actually was that was that that raw and let me explain why mm-hmm. um the way i said it was like this was one of the best raws in a long 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 time crowd or not and i really liked the build i really liked that there was like a very a very soap opera-esque or movie-esque feel to it and um i feel i, I literally tweeted out i said if you have a problem with this raw i think you need to look in the mirror and see it's you it's not mm-hmm. wwe at this point it's you uh, because I mean, th- they built a couple storylines over the course of the show. The Iconics, Bailey and Sasha built. You know, f- oh, there were multiple segments um, leading back to things, and um, I really liked the Drew McIntyre and R Truth stuff. You know, R Truth <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically giving up Drew's uh, like, oh, I'm gonna fix title. This. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put the title on. I'm gonna put the title on the line. We'll, we'll put both of our titles on the line against MVP and Lashley. <laughs> And they started that off in the beginning of the show. And then, yeah, R-Truth's like, I'm going to go fix it. And then he's like, oh, they said, uh, I don't have to defend my title, just you. And so I'm li- literally thinking, and look, I'm going to say this right now, because there's there's some troll out there right now, and he's like, well, I knew, I knew, I knew Drew wouldn't lose the title the whole time. Don't give me that crap, because I had someone, I, I had someone reply on the Mark Henry retirement speech, mm-hmm. and I said something like, Hey, if if you said that you knew that Mark Henry was going to retire, you're a liar, because you thought it, but as he as he was talking, you started doubting yourself because Mark Henry was very much very convincing in what he was doing. By the end, he was crying and he's like, "To my little girl that cries every time I leave," and he starts pouring tears and stuff. And I'm like, "Oh my god, maybe he is retiring." And then, sure enough, you know, he doesn't. And he turns on Cena. But this guy replies on there, and, and uh, the way to be unfollowed real quick, because oh, now no. I'm like, you know, if you reply like this, I'm just going to get rid of you. Like, I'm just, no. I, you know, you can be a fan of the show, but I ain't going to be a fan of you. How about that? It's as simple <laughs> as that, you know? And, and that, that, that's about keeping myself on the stage and not getting in the crowd as much. You know, I'll, cro- I'll crowd dive for the people who will catch me, like Hollis, yeah. Dr. NXT Scorpio, Fernando, you know, Hunter. Come on, like, these are the people that are going to catch me, all right? But yeah, he replies like, well, maybe we were just, like, smarter than you or something. And it's like, no, you're just more bitter Mm. than me. Because you couldn't get lost in it. 
I'm getting more Snapchats. What is going on? It's like it's like they're reading up on the wrestling sexual assault allegations. <laughs> they're just sending, sending the defect. And then they're sending stuff on while I'm on air. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's you know, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, like, like the, the the raw. Go ahead. What are you yeah, saying? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, I also really like like you said. You mentioned the Drew McIntyre. I I thought the Drew and Lashley match was the best match on on Backlash. Backlash I, I thought it was yeah. stellar. And I I remember saying that, you know that started the wheels in motion with me saying like this might have been the best WWE Championship match in a while. And I think it's because you had two guys that were hungry for the spot. Right. You know, I mean, this wasn't Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. And, you know, no offense to those. I love Brock Lesnar. I love Seth Rollins. But Seth Rollins has been there. Brock Lesnar has been there. You know, after a while, you know, you just perform at a certain level where this was like Drew McIntyre and Lashley. It was very obvious that, you know, the here's guys that were they missed their respective pushes circa right. 2007, 2008 and 2010 and 11, respectively. And they felt the need to like, OK, here's our chance. We're going to kill it. And I feel like that was noticed because that work, that match was great. And yeah. I don't know what it was, but like um, backlash really made me forget there was that we don't have a crowd anymore. Like these shows are starting to really like the, these non Paul Heyman shows <laughs> bluntly, the energy is completely different. And now we're, I'm feeling like, Oh, we're actually getting some really good shows now. And so yeah. good. No, I was gonna say you're you're speaking about you know noticing that there's no crowd. Uh, did the did the Orton uh, edge match feel a little weird with no. the can he or no, was that okay? I actually liked okay it, that? Okay. and it was like because uh, they well, did me... that in uh, TNA. I remember when they were doing the, the can he TNA, and I remember people were giving them shit for that. But it's different when there's a live crowd and. You know, it's just because they're the lack of a crowd because you couldn't draw people and then you do canned yeah. stuff. This was like, we knew it was canned. Like, this was a little different, you know. Uh, let me call attention to Hunter's comment because I like it. Right. Um, it says, if you can't suspend your belief and in uh, indulge yourself in this sport, then you shouldn't be a fan. And exactly. It's like, if all you're going to talk about in football is statistics and this guy sucks and you miss, you know, you, you don't like a ball being thrown. You don't like people playing the game. You don't like plays. What are you watching for? Especially in professional wrestling. Sometimes. Why? I regret asking. I regret asking. But yeah, I mean, like, even Fernando, and I'm going to be I'm gonna be so honest with Fernando. Fernando's sometimes bitter on stuff like this, so I'm surprised. He, he goes, I really enjoyed the show, just except the added crowd noise. Yeah, I mean, I like the crowd noise because I like, I think it added atmosphere. Like, it was like, you know, you have to, again, suspend your disbelief. We, if you're too focused on the fact that they're canning in a crowd, then it sucked. But if you're focused on like, oh, this is enhancing the match, and you focus on the match, and you kind of just let the, the ambiance kind of like, you know, get enveloped in it, you know, it's good. It, it was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It, it, it you know, it, I, I, the whole show I give what, eight. The Fernando was says, it yeah, like a laugh track, of like a comedy? What, but like, what's bad about a, yeah, what's, what's bad, bad about, about a laugh right. track and a comedy? You know what I mean? It, it's it's it adds atmosphere. It, it people want to feel like there's other people watching with them. And I've said this before. What's the difference? You know, people always say, "Hey, this movie on bro is on broadcast TV." And and tell me I'm not honest on this, right? And let's just use this as an example because it was recent. Um, my daughter watches Moana all the time. You know, uh, Moana, which I have to sing like The Rock all the time. By the way, 
What can I say except you're welcome? There, I have to do that that nonsense all the time. But um, you know, we watch it all the time. But it's different when it's on ABC uh, on a Sunday night at 8 p.m. Because even though you don't see them, you know you're watching with other people. Just like Mm -hmm. why it's a little different. And Brandon, you can attest to this. As good as it is, we watch sometimes delayed at 10 p.m. And even though we watch, and even though you're asleep, right? (laughs) (laughs) Your lack of presence. But like when we watch at 8 p.m., we're engaged more. It's there's it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence. When you watch things live, you are more engaged. When you know there's other people with you, you're more engaged. So I that's why I like the crowd. I thought it did they did well. Like, you know, it, it kind of made me remember, like, oh, there's a ton of people watching the WWE network right now, and we're having fun watching this pay-per-view. So I thought it was good. I, I liked it. Um they actually delivered for, you know, the whole nonsense best best match ever tagline they actually did really well with it so um i mean granted they had to refilm something and edge toward his his triceps oh that sucks that's a painful injury like i have like i did triceps today and it was like super sore and i'm like thinking like man like can't imagine just clean ripping it off the bone is that is that why we got christian on raw was it just naturally going to go to that anyway yeah, so Hollis is talking about the scripted chants. I, yeah. the, I, I like I like those too. But again, you know, again, I I understand if people didn't like the chants, but um, <laughs> I I did like that the NXT um, quote unquote audience would join in on the chants, which don't get too close to us before we get COVID. So, uh, no, um, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, you were asking about Christian. Yeah, um, that was another thing. I like the build. I like that it wasn't like. Christian came out and then it was like you, we have to fight right now which I feel like is raw 101 nowadays it's like alright let's fight uh, this was like alright you got the end of the night to give me an answer and I liked that I liked it because it was like we knew what the answer was per se like we knew they wouldn't just do that but like we wanted to see what the, what the hell was going to happen and you didn't know Christian was talking to multiple people the big show yeah talking to rick flair and stuff and then sure enough rick flair comes out and whap just hits him with the uh <laughs> hits him with the old family Ooh, jewels well, yeah. hits, him, hits him with the old rick flair special you know and uh christian who i guess it is legitimately not medically cleared mm. even though we didn't get anything it was a really good build it delivered in in that sense like we almost didn't need a match with christian because it was just i liked how sadistic orton came across in the aftermath you know, he really looked like a sociopath of like, you didn't need to do this. I didn't want to do this, you know, like, and then okay. great stuff. Great stuff. So wait, how long is it looking like Edge will be out for? Like probably. That injury is like seven, eight months. Oh, man. Yeah, that injury is bad. But, you know, maybe a blessing in disguise. Edge right. coming back in 2020 was amazing. But unfortunately, it was such a tease. It was such a tease because he came back and now we were just in this like hosting era which is not wwe's fault but it's like you know by the time he comes back i can almost guarantee we'll have a crowd and edge deserves it you know being gone nine years so we got two matches we got a little taste of edge you know but we'll get like that really good match with the crowd reaction when he comes back so yeah i i think i think it, it might be a blessing in disguise you know by the way could we could we talk about like samoa joe when he was talking about aj styles 
I just, I loved it. Did you see that the little, little that little sidebar when he was like, "Congratulations to AJ Styles and uh, getting that IC title," and uh, maybe he wants to go home and celebrate with his family, and then he just looks, looks at the camera and he just. <laughs> And it's like you know, he, it, it, a little callback to the oh Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope I hope Joe is not done ring wise. At least you know maybe I don't to think have one is. more one more match at least with AJ at least yeah. before he you know hangs I, it up because I, I don't think I mean, he is. He's cool on commentary, but yeah. The the reason I don't think he is is because like I don't think he would do those little little jabs little things like that if right. he was if he was done like he would just be like almost like a straight up announcer but he's still uh-huh. doing like i give you an example like when mr perfect was injured in 91 and was doing commentary he would say something like this guy he's a phenomenal athlete he's not perfect but he is as close to perfect as you can be without being perfect because there's only one mr perfect and it would be like just little little you know things to say like hey i'm coming back I'm coming. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't count me out yet um and I'm reading this comment says uh, Randy accidentally fulfilled his kayfabe goal in sending Edge back home. Yeah, I agree. I agree. In in kayfabe, it actually has really helped the Randy Orton character because it makes him look like a sadistic son of a bitch. Because it's like, yeah, I told you I'd send you back home to your girls, and I did. And you know, when he was like, "Oh, the doctor said you'll be back in July." of 2021 <laughs> you know it does good for the randy orton character and whoa, whoa, whoa why are we saying joe needs to cut the shit why we need why are we saying that? <laughs> april what's going on why why does joe need to cut april's the shit i like it. With it i like it um yeah yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah. hopefully we, we get we get crowds back soon but you know since this brings the energy but things are sort of getting weird now with uh you know yeah cats tested positive now uh, and you know, for the COVID, the NXT. Yeah, I'm we, can, the we can't get too close right? to the the audience right yeah. now. We're, yeah, right no, now, we're yeah, actually, if you look audience. at it, if you're watching the video version, you can see that we're in the audience. <laughs> we're trying to maintain our distance from these NXT hopefuls, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're not wearing masks, so we yeah. may get the COVID. <laughs> and now this is like affected everything else, right? Because now you got the SmackDown taping was canceled. Taping. Yeah, yeah. You got maybe I think it wasn't like Owens trying not to like not work and stuff yeah, owens right now, doesn't want to work yeah owens doesn't want to work which is that's a big name like gone all of a sudden um oh okay so okay that makes sense april april says uh the reason joe needs to cut the shit is because he's injured and i need him back in the ring yes i agree uh-huh. i was gonna say like let's not hate on samoa joe samoa joe's awesome um i agree with that i agree with that uh but yeah I'm, i don't have patience with him either because like he's got like a, just a string of bad luck it's like injury after injury after injury and if he wasn't samoa joe he'd be let go by now i promise you oh you think so i oh, think so dang. because like you know his body's breaking down unfortunately but um but Joe is being as good as he is. He's so valuable, he's so valuable in every aspect of the word. Yeah, I can, can see him being commentary. He can do yeah different things. Yeah, I can see him being like a Taz, uh, how Taz is to Brian Cage to to somebody you know in in his later years when he's done in the ring. Um, but yeah, let's just enjoy Samoa Joe. I don't care what form we get Samoa Joe in. Uh, give right. me more Samoa Joe. So, oh, yeah, I got a quick question here. Uh, it's off topic, but what's this thing about AJ and Heyman? Okay, what's that all about? Yeah. I- okay, so I heard the, I heard rumors, and I don't know if I believe this, but supposedly uh, AJ Styles going to SmackDown was a direct result of being angry at Paul Heyman for not. Oh. Um, and and basically, obviously, we know Vince McMahon is the one who released the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. 
but he felt like Heyman could have fought for them more. Oh, and, wow. In keeping them. And he, I think, supposedly um, blamed Paul Heyman for not, uh, for not protecting his friends. So, I don't know if I believe that, but I can also see AJ being a big enough star that if he wants to make a point, he can, he'll help make a he point. He around, right. You know, basically like, and that could have been the final straw for Paul Heyman, for all we know. Do you think the Good no. Brothers got a fair shake? No, they never yeah, got a fair WWE shake. In run, the or do you just think uh, they didn't really have anything to offer? So it just sort of like... Well, it's a couple things, right? So it's like, I feel like the Good Brothers were, you know, to give them credit, I feel like they did whatever WWE wanted them to do. They came in as the, the serious New Japan tag team with the in-ring work, and then they slowly but surely developed into like the character nerd like type yeah. stuff. And then you know they even did the like little testicles inside of the thing doctor <laughs> stuff, and they with Dana Brooke, and they hit it out of the park. And it's like it's kind of like Rusev, you know, but maybe not as bad as Rusev. But it's like at what point do you say like, oh, these guys are money, like let's do something with them. Um, but I feel like WWE always felt like they were too bland or something. And then they, every time they were with AJ, to me, they were really good. You know, when they were right. in uh, the original club, the club as they called them, um, I thought it was amazing. And then prematurely, they split them amongst brands. They put, you know, Good Brothers on Raw and they put AJ on SmackDown. Then they finally, you know, they put them with uh, Finn Balor. Which to me was had a lot more potential than prematurely cut that out, and then they put him back with AJ and they do this OC thing, and I'm like, okay, finally they're actually gonna like run with this thing. Like we need a good the OC could have been a really good stable, right. and I feel like they they kept flirting with the idea. It's like put Finn Balor in there, put like the Bullet Club members. Right? Like, Should they have been like a Shield type? Right? Like, like do something like with them, everything. destroy yeah. everybody, and it's like you got the fucking Bullet Club. Like you have the 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 faction that everybody was talking about because you know I know the elite you got the young bucks and all that in AEW but it's like you got the core yeah, group you here. Yeah, could have been a counter. Yeah, that could have right. Been, you got yeah. the core group here, and that you know that would that could have been the counter, like you said, to the elite. And then all of a sudden, it's just like they're like, all right, whatever, and they just get rid of them. They should fire them prematurely. And after an amazing performance in the Boneyard match. This is the last time we saw them. Carl Anderson's still on fire on that barn. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think, like, my, and I'm not even, I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I'm not even the biggest Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson fan. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine what it's like for people who were fans of them, because even I was like, oh, they didn't get a fair share. And uh, here's, a, here's a question, a random topic here. What are your thoughts about Charlotte being overpushed? Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> Charlotte's uh, money. What, Charlotte is money. The, I don't know if it helped with, in the ratings or anything, but I the guess thing we'll, with Charlotte is like she's she's like the utility player. It's like you can always put her in and and expect a base hit, and that's kind of what what they needed right now with the women's division because obviously Becky Lynch is gone. No Ronda Rousey. Like I get it. I get where everyone's coming from, but we got to look at this in a business aspect because it's like who else could you put in there? Now my thing is like why didn't why is it felt like Oscar has won the title and then gone like on the back burner? Mm. That to me yeah. seems weird. Like I feel like Oscar has m- more to offer, and she was kind of the runaway hit of the uh, the crowdless era. Every time she comes on screen, by the way, I go Drop! like I do that little <laughs> roll. I can't even do it now. Wow. Of course, when it's time to perform, I can't. I'm having a what's what's the term, Brandon? 
Uh, oh, performance, uh, performance anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I always do that. I always do like the first thing she does in her promos, and I always yeah. nail it. But not today. Not today. Um, Wait, do yeah. you think like shouldn't shouldn't have maybe Nia Jax been like a bigger deal, and so maybe it, that way it wouldn't have felt like. I like how you say her. Nia Jax and you don't even remotely crack a smile anymore. Like people are gonna That's hear this thing. and go like it's Nia stupid. Uh, but hey, this maybe maybe this is why we're number thirty nine on the top wrestling podcast in the U.S. Damn it! So by the way, yeah, to add to that point, um, I I've been neglecting the audio portion of things. I've been fo- so focused on the YouTube that I didn't realize we were climbing so far ahead on the uh, on the audio platform. And guys, if if you're in the chat right now, do me a huge favor. One, hit a thumbs up on this video, because we're sorely lacking them. And two, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm, I'm, we're lacking on there, too. Like, it's more of a ghost town than quarantine town here. You know, we need, we need some of those ratings, all right? I don't know how the hell we're number 39 with the lack of comments that we have. You know, we got like 50 comments or 50 uh, five-star reviews. We need more. But um, yeah, you know, get back to Charlotte. Yeah, is Charlotte overrated in a way? Yes, and and I mean that as I do think she's overexposed. I think WWE is throwing her out too much. But if you notice, she's kind of slid back. As much as reports have said Charlotte's going to be the one bouncing around, it's Bailey and Sasha that are kind of doing that right now. Like Bailey mm. and Sasha are literally on every show, and I don't really hear anybody complaining. They're doing a great job, mind you. They're doing a great job on SmackDown, on on Raw. And on freaking uh, NXT. NXT, yeah, they did amazing. They had, but I like that you know they did interactions on SmackDown and they did interactions on Raw, and then they did their like match, the match. on yeah. NXT. I thought that was a again. This might be a good thing of having just Bruce Pritchard kind of overseeing, because now things have a rhyme and a reason. So a lot of people are, are saying you know I don't want to see the same old shit, but it's like it's not going to be the same old shit. In fact, because there's less people to answer to, they can say, okay, we're going to stretch this across, you know, for the people who are cross-branded, we're going to stretch this across the different shows, and this is how we're going to do it. As opposed to Bruce Pritchard saying, I want Bailey and Sasha to be facing uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and then Paul Heyman saying, but they should face the Iconics. And then whoever is the director of NXT basically saying, okay, but we want them to wrestle uh, Tegan Knox, I guess, Tegan who, who yeah. they wrestled, Tegan Knox, and uh, who, who they wrestled, Tegan Knox and, and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Just about so, that, yeah. you know, at least there's more rhyme and reason to things. Things make sense now. But that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, it's hard to say if she's overexposed, like she doesn't have the title anymore, right? So... She right. did her right. job with the title. Yeah, she put somebody over. Right. I feel like know. everybody was complaining. They started complaining when it ended. Right. And it was like, why weren't you complaining before? Now she's done her her duty, and now you're now you're complaining like she literally was on one show last week. You know, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, Brandon, did, move us on the, yes. to, to the topics so, here. Yeah. So, by the way, let's, on, let's talk yeah. about let's talk about this super randomly. Uh-huh. But what was up with this John Moxley stand on Twitter, tweeting out because John Moxley had said something about having sex with his wife more or something. Renee Young, obviously, and this stand went on there and was like, he's so inconsiderate. He should know that his real fans would get upset over this stuff. And it's like, guys, but it's his wife, right? No. As much as as much as I condone. <laughs> you know being okay with like mental illness and, and stuff uh-huh. this stuff you, this is this is crossing the line 
like obviously the man is married and he's got his wife and he's gonna have sex with her it's like how I are you so, crying yeah. how are you crying over a guy that no offense but like you're leaps and bounds worlds away from you right know, it, it'd be different if it w- this was your ex-boyfriend that was out to get you but seriously this was this was crazy this was crazy to read and it was like please get some help seriously because <laughs> it, it was scary this is the, this is the type of fandom that i feel like you know when you got the guy who killed john lennon i forgot his name like that's the type of fandom i see if no what if you know like the type of fandom that goes if you know i can't have him no one can and it's like that stuff gets scary uh, man that man. stuff gets scary but is it as crazy as jim Cornette possibly offering his wife up for sex and watching what a transition first of all i mean uh, yeah since you're talking about spousal love I just I just can't believe that I read that. Can you can you please elaborate on that, Brandon? Because again, as I've said, I, <laughs> I've kind of not yeah, been like, on Twitter the whole day, yeah. and thank God I wasn't. I was just pumping some iron and getting my head in a good space for the episode. I'm, I thank God I didn't read this stuff. I would have been in a horrible mood. Yeah. So yeah, we we just saw this, but uh, yeah. So I guess this is worth the hashtag speaking out. Uh, some indie wrestler comes out, and so he's basically he's like, uh, I made a very vague post yesterday about Jim Cornette. Uh, in the face of current events, I feel the need to clarify and speak up. During my first year in the business, his wife, Stacy, attempted to groom me. She approached me via DM, sent me lewd photos I never asked for, implied protection from the Kentucky Commission, uh, and told me she was going to fuck me, uh, as if I didn't have a choice. It's like my <laughs> that's like crazy uh, in and of itself. Uh, wow. When Jim was booking, yeah, OVW, uh, if you wanted to contract or to get on a show, you had to perform sexual acts on his wife many times with him watching. This has happened for many, many people. <laughs> I didn't, Wait, well, let I me mean, call attention just, to this before yeah. we get into it. But uh, yeah. April says, and I know she's like the biggest uh, Moxley fan I know. She says, I'm a huge Mox fan, but that's the character, not John. I don't know him and, and love his relationship with Renee. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we, we don't, we shouldn't cross that line. It's like, like, you know, like uh, jokingly, I've always talked about Deanna Perrazzo, but like, I'm not going to go stalk be- Deanna Perrazzo. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. cry because she's, she was with Marty Skrull. Like, you know, it's just like right, tongue in cheek, you know? Now, that being said, if in person I met Deanna Perrazzo and she was cool and she liked me and I liked her baby. <laughs> Like I'm never gonna like. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's. I don't know, man. I don't know how people get like that, man. Then again, I had a little crushki on uh, Hillary Duff back in the day. Can the understand, Duff, man. Yeah. Do you still Dude. got the, the old DVD? I gave uh, Brandon. No, I don't. Brandon, tell everybody on air all the Hillary Duff DVDs that I had. Tell them who has the Hillary Duff DVD. I think I have the Hillary Duff DVD right down here in a box. You think? I gave them to you before we get off of this. Yeah. Hillary Duff was fantastic. Was so, so let me let, let's 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 all just recap what what happened. Yeah. My teenage crush, when I became an adult man, I gave them to Brandon, another quote unquote adult man with the mind of a teenager, still who still has these DVDs. Unbelievable, so unbelievable. Yesterday. So yesterday, so good. But yeah, I mean this this is this is a little this is a little. I mean it's it's kind of weird, but I mean it seems like something. Could it have been to, right? I mean, is, it, is it a bad thing? Yes. Is yes, it like, is. 
I wait, mean, wait, wait, wait. It, April says, yeah. sing the song from the movie, Kenny. Oh my God, what's the song? <laughs> I know what she's talking about. Is it like the, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Is that is that the one? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Hopefully, if that's the one, I'm going to be really impressed with myself. Because I, you know, So Yesterday right. is the one I remember. We should sing So Yesterday, Brandon. So Yesterday, So Yesterday. I'm just I'm a bird that's already flown away. away. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. getting back to, to Jim Cornette, man, it's like, what? Dude, remember, <laughs> remember the other it's week random, I was like, who would, like, who would like, you know, oh man. I was literally like, who would have kids with Jim Cornette? Now I understand. <laughs> now I understand. See, this is why it works, bro. Like, come on, man! Like, what was it, Shelton Benjamin getting in on on, the, on her? And then, you, like, who were the, who was in question here? Nick Dinsmore, Eugene? Like, who's it, who's in, what time period was this? Happy wife, happy life, man. That's all I gotta well, say. Very happy wife, apparently. Yeah. Very happy. Well, goddamn, pal! If you don't want to fuck my wife, then I'm gonna fuck your career. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's people's careers for this for that. Oh, man. I mean, like, what if you were in that situation, though? You know, I'm be honest it's with you. Like, I feel like yeah. this is the only one that we can even remotely laugh at. I think that's why we we right. kind of touched on this one. It's the only one that we can kind of do this on because the other ones you yeah. read them and it's like the Legero stuff and the Joe Coffee yeah. and the. Oh man, it's like you read this stuff. And it's like, guys, hit me up in the chat. Like, I heard twenty plus names. I don't even know three of them right now. And so I, I've also heard. Wait, Hollis, what? She says Jim Cornette's a misogynistic pig. No. <laughs> no way. There is no way. Jim Cornette's a saint. You take that back. Look at, yeah, look at what he lets his wife, what he does for his wife. Right. Right. How can he be misogynistic yeah. if he's empowering his he's wife to do empowering his wife. Anyway, let me, let me, let me just talent. say I'm kidding. Unlike Vince Russo, who went off on Ryan Satin's wife. Speaking of wives, her, his wife lost uh, her dad, and Vince Russo was like laughing about it with another guy on on the pod. It's like I uh, I don't no. know at what point. Not to get into politics, guys, uh, but like you know we talk about. Well, if you're a Republican, I'm supposed to hate you. If I'm a Democrat, and if I'm a if you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican, I hate you. At what point do we just say you're a shitty person? You know what I mean? It's like I don't care what you're affiliated with or what you think it's okay. It's like I, I focus on humanity first and foremost. I don't focus on color of skin. I don't focus on gender. I focus on what's in your heart. And Vince Russo is a piece of crap, man. <laughs> and I I want to like Vince Russo. This is the thing. I want to like Vince Russo. He made some very good storylines, but he's a piece of crap. Oh, Almost man. as much of a piece of crap as <laughs> Jim Cornette. The guys who the, the guys who no. just jumped in the in the chat, please give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It really helps us out. I want more people to see these episodes from now on. Yes. All right. More thumbs, more comments in the comment section. What would you do if Cornette offered his wife for a job? I don't That's endorse that. Know. I don't endorse yes, that one. That's a perfect I don't <laughs> conversation topic for the comment section. No, I don't I mean, endorse these that are dilemmas one. Dilemmas that wrestlers got to deal with trying to break their way into the business. You know, they're so gatekeepers Joey, out Ryan, there. Joey Ryan. How do I say this? <laughs> that name doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Wait, Joey these are Ryan, people on the list? Jake Hager? Tessa Blanchard? Jordan Devlin? I know I know Jordan Devlin. I, I heard, of, yeah, I heard yeah, that one, gonna, too. Yeah. But, man, I, you know, I, I tweeted it. You know. Joey Ryan, maybe I can understand, because he's kind of weird with all the, the penis stuff. 
So right. maybe and, you know, I, I tweeted it out, and I, I, I appreciate uh, marks with mics. By the way, focus on the positive vibes only. Yes, I appreciated yeah. your comment uh, the other day as well. But yeah, Hager, where, where's Hager coming from, man? He's got a beautiful wife. But then again, man, it's always—I <laughs> hate to say it—but statistically, you always see like you always see like people with like really beautiful, perfect wives or something. It's like they cheat right. on them. Like, I never understand it. It's like, it, it, there's something about a human being that there's Trophy like, thing, yeah. it's about like, it's like you have to sabotage yourself. So when <laughs> things are going too good, it's like you have to put something, some kind of doubt in there. It's just like, we, we as human beings almost like feel like something's going to go wrong anyway. We might as well be the ones to do it. Go look up Brene Brown. All right. Mm. She talks in depth about this. Uh, Fernando says he's back. Where the hell have you been? You've been more absent on this podcast than Brandon's brain. Um... <laughs> Dude, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Brandon, happy yeah. Father's Day, by the way. Uh, happy oh, early Father's right. Day. Yeah. That's right. Because God knows, because God knows, you have a couple children out there. You just don't know about <laughs> somewhere out there. I was thinking about maybe donating uh, to a bank. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Please don't not? do that. Please don't I do that. That's no, probably, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I don't. To... No, no, because we don't need someone with continue on the family to... line. Yeah. No, no, no. Brandon, Brandon's the type of friend I want you to know. Like, there's things about Brandon I don't know for years, and then he nonchalantly <laughs> says them. Like, I feel like ten years from now he might be like, "Yeah, man, I, you know, I had a kid. Yeah, gave gave her up for adoption. No, no, no big deal." Wait, what do you mean? So you're like, big. yeah, I've never seen her, but you know, she's eighteen now. You know, it's like, yeah. Wait, what, Brandon? Like, that's the type of. She's healthy. She's all right. I'm not gonna worry about yeah, it. Actually, what you gonna... hit me up in yeah. the comments because I really need to know who these names are. Because I, I haven't actually seen, uh, I've only I've only seen a couple names, so I don't know. Right. Um. But yeah. But yeah. Um, getting back Leguero, into it. Yeah. Everybody's it, the guy from uh, NWA. Oh, uh, Dave Lagana. Yeah, Dave Lagana. Yeah. It was so. This is this is it, like everybody. I, I mean, I wonder if it's just yeah, you it, know a thing in I wrestling that just read, happens. I had only read the NXT UK ones, and then I start seeing like right. the whole wrestling industry, and it's just like, oh my god! Right. And it's like I, I, the reason I'm also with withholding comments is because I don't want to be like too, um, I don't want to jump the gun too much on on stuff right. before I kind of like read all of this. I don't want to comment on stuff I don't know about right now. But it's like it, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, April. April says, "What the what the fuck is going on?" Yeah, well, you you've missed yeah. it. I you missed it just like me. It, it's some crazy. But but speaking of things you don't want to miss, we'll get back into this topic, guys, because I know you'll be chatting about it um, on our live chat here. But let's get and into in the, the comment fact section. and in the comment section if you're yes. watching after the fact. Again, let me know because I I don't know who's uh what names are on this list right now. Um, but we we have um some huge huge debuts on AEW Dynamite. Speaking of the oh, NWA, yeah. we have uh, Ricky Starks debuting. Uh, Ricky Starks is kind of there with the Sammy Guevara's of the world. It's like the next up and coming talent, and uh, him signing with AEW. I was worried yeah. it was a one off, but no, we have an official signing. Um, so I'm really excited. So the whole mid card division just changed with Ricky Starks being added to it. Yeah, this um, is my first time seeing this guy. And uh, it's crazy, like like the outfit. I was like, dude, that's Kitty's creator wrestler from like SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was like, that's 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 Kitty right there. That's exactly Kitty's true gimmick. That's true. I, and I actually outfit, had a like, very similar, team. yeah, and like and build like, build and everything. The build like, and everything. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Now if that you Kenny say, were a wrestler, it. he would be Ricky Starks. Everybody. Oh man, the, the, you made me almost do a spit take on yeah. air. Um, 
but i was like damn that's freaking kenny right there <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's that's wow just you're gonna Absolutely. have to find yeah you're gonna have to get some footage of uh i'll have your to find from some, the old yeah. smackdown game yeah no, I'll, post it up. Um, I'll post it on our twitter on our twitter yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll post some some footage there um but that being said uh and hopefully she won't be mad at me saying this um so we we talked about you know abaddon's debut abaddon finally showing uh-huh. up in aew signing with aew um good stuff man abaddon i have nothing but good things to say about her and uh, I don't want to reveal too much. I uh, just will say she's super cool. Let's just say we were supposed to have a little project in the works. And uh, she kind of kind of bailed. But like there was a little mystery to Mm-mm. it wasn't like she was like just ghosting me. It was kind of like, hey, can't really do anything. And I'm like, OK, kind of get the hint of what's going on. Um, and sure enough, I was I was so happy to see Abaddon um, on on AEW Dynamite and Abaddon is going to completely change the face of the women's division because there is nothing like her in no, the women's yeah. division right now. I mean, you have, I don't want to say cookie cutter. That's not the correct words, but you, you have, you know, I, I don't want to say average either. So that's not fair, but, but very normal S characters, people characters where Abaddon just comes in with a completely different character than everybody mm-hmm. else. And I really like that effect they did on her intro to kind of do that little little shaky stuff, almost like the little 3D thing they did, made it a little creepier. Right. And a very impressive showing against Anna Jay, no less, who Anna Jay know, is like one. super impressive. Right? Yeah. Um, and I called attention to this, and uh, hopefully I say this right, and I hope, I think <laughs> you all will know what I'm talking about. Uh, when Anna Jay was talking, I said something about, did her voice kind of match her character? And it has nothing to do with, with her. It's kind of like, I, I can't imagine the Undertaker coming out in his regular voice. Mm. He kind of modifies it and goes, oh, "I'm the dead man. You will rest in peace." Mm, does all that, but you know his real voice is up, up in here and talks like this. So I felt like Anna J was having that show a showy character. I feel like she could have been here with her voice and talking like this. I feel like it would have fit better. And so as much as I love Anna Jay, it's like, this is one of those things where I feel like, you know, if we take, take her to an NXT, they might have realized that and kind of, you know, again, mm. I'm not WWE biased. I'm just saying like, sometimes NXT is very good at character development. Right. You know, I'm hoping that was just more like, oh, this is an introductory, like, this is who I am sort of thing. Right. And like, we'll get to see her character, I guess, because maybe she'll end evolving. up in the Dark Order. Right, she's yeah. evolving to the Dark Order. Then made me go, like, why isn't Abaddon in the Dark Order? But then Abaddon's <laughs> yeah, character is like, like, you know, it really lends itself to being yeah. right, dark <laughs> yeah. by itself. But like, yeah. I'm excited because like, Abaddon hasn't even scratched the surface of what she can do in the wrestling industry. And, and you want to talk about somebody that's just like really committed to their character. Like, she's there. You know, she is just something completely different. And I don't think it's no, I don't think it's any coincidence that out of all the the extras and talents that I've seen um, on AEW Dark, the name that I constantly saw coming up was sign Abaddon. AEW sign Abaddon. Do something with her because everyone knew everyone knew she was just completely different than the rest of the pack would stand out. So I'm so happy that she has the platform. And fun fact, we're on her Instagram stories because she re- reposted uh, our stuff. And she also follows us on Twitter. So hi to Abaddon. Uh, I did shoot her a little uh, congratulatory message and, and she responded. She just went, <laughs> but, you know, I understood that what she was saying was thank you. So 
Are you excited about AEW's women division now? You know, especially with you know the character change for uh, Britt Baker. And I stuff asked like this that. On, yeah. on Twitter. I asked it on Twitter. I said, "Who can step up now that Britt Baker's injured?" And then Chris Statlander went down with some knee surgery. So it's like, who do you fill in that role? But we saw, you know, Anna Jay kind of come into her own. We saw Abaddon debut. I'm excited. We saw Big Swole step up a little bit with Britt Baker. <laughs> You know, the, the little, <laughs> you know, the little call back to the Undertaker going, where to, Stephanie? You know, where to, Doctor? Um, I like that. I like that they can do a little little poke, uh, but not necessarily, like, against WWE, you know? But it was good, you know? And, yeah, Hollis is talking about Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford's been stepping oh, yeah, up as well. Ford, Penelope Ford. Ford has so much more the to offer. Shot, right? So much yeah. more to offer than she's shown. I mean, to me, she was uh, she was the one name. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When we watched All In, we had never seen Penelope Ford, and we're like, "Holy crap!" Something about her stands out. Shit, I, when I saw her at Mania Crawl in 2019, yeah. I I could spot her from a mile away. I was like, "Freaking Penelope Ford just walked into the bar," and and uh, Brandon's like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, look over, yeah. look over there, and tell me you don't see her." You know, so Penelope Ford stands out for all the right reasons. Yeah. Um, the Super Bad Squad looked pretty cool too with Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, it's like Brandon and me teaming up. That's Brandon's <laughs> like Jimmy Havoc, and I'm like, you know, Kip Sabian. You know, He's Kip, yeah, See? Kip Sabian randomly bleeding out of nowhere. I was like, where, where, where is all the blood coming from? Um, but yeah, oh, man, right. I, I'm excited more so for like. There's been so much improvement in the world of professional wrestling just this week alone. Uh, I'm more excited for everything that's going on in AEW right now because, like I said, the trajectory of AEW has completely changed with the additions of, like, Brian Cage, with the addition mm. of Ricky Starks, with the addition of Abaddon. Um, and, yeah, look, Hunter is talking about, honestly, Jordan Grace is perfect for AEW. Yeah, Jordan Grace would be a, a powerhouse in AEW. But then, it, it, then you go, would she take the place of, like, a Nyla Rose? You know, mm. it's like, it's, or, or is it that you can collide the two bulls, if you will, you know? Nyla Rose versus Jordan yeah, Grace. Yeah, maybe you could just match them up. You know, so the women's division, I'm actually pleasantly surprised to see um, to see that it is uh, stepping up because I think I think we all can say that at first there was a really shaky ground for AEW's women's division. Um, there was a lot left to be desired, but it's like they've really put some pillars in place uh, for the women's division, and it's like completely changed. You know, I think I think with Hikaru Shida being the um, the only Asian influence now. At first, it was like a lot of uh, Asian influence in the um, the women's division, which that Joshi style wasn't Emmy meshing. Sakura. Maybe uh, Emmy. Oh God, don't get me started on Emmy Sakura. Right, it was the best, bro. Don't it get me started killing. on Emmy Sakura. Okay. <laughs> All right, but anyway, getting back into it. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited for AEW. I, th- I think it's really cool that Orange Cassidy's kind of stepping into like a main event role yeah. with Chris Jericho. Yeah. Like that's that's a really weird like I, I in a good way in a good way because it's like he's so calm but then he's like if i'm scoring i'm gonna beat your ass i'm gonna do it you know last week he got beat down with some uh, some blood oranges this week he's the cameraman he comes and attacks jericho after the match uh i thought mjf versus billy billy i can't even call him <laughs> billy gun anymore but yeah um you gotta say his kid <laughs> billy yeah. and austin gun and austin gun there you uh, go but uh <laughs> wwe's like damn it <laughs> <laughs> He's called himself Billy Gunn. That name was popular here in the WWF. Uh, yes, I said F on purpose. 
But should, should all wrestlers sort of do that where they get to like find a way to trademark their own names or something, you know, keep their own names and that I mean, way? Cody Rhodes just recently so it did like it. That doesn't happen. Damn yeah. you, Doctor NXT Scorpio says Ebby Sakura, the Goat Future Champion. Yes, How dare you? Just trolling right, me. Just trolling he me. knows. He knows what's up, bro. You owe me a thumbs up on the <laughs> chat just for that. All right. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so wait, what's uh? Since we're still kind of talking uh, AEW, what's up with uh, Aubrey Edwards uh, talking about refing and personalities in WWE? Yeah, so she uh, she was on Chris Jericho's podcast and uh, basically said uh, she couldn't be in WWE because WWE doesn't let the referees have personality. Mm. And I'm gonna say one thing, and then I'm gonna kind of reel it back in. So hear me out. Um, I actually Black always <laughs> Black. That's my counter to that, baby. Black ref that definitely has a character. We have we affectionately call uh, one of the referees Black ref. Brandon's always been a fan of him. I've always been a fan of him. Um, originally it was Justin King. I forgot the new guy's name, but he's even better than the original. The original know, referee. He's fantastic. But um, no, he's amazing. Uh, you know, again, I, I think back to like it was really silent, and then all of a sudden somebody tagged it. And he was like, tag. <laughs> It's like really loud and it's like jesus bro like calm down but anyway getting back to it you know and and i've seen it you know call attention to who it was uh but you know i've seen i've seen it at knockout um as good as the talent is the talent's amazing there um but uh there was uh, somebody who no longer is associated with them saying that he wanted to play a heel ring announcer hmm. and it was like you know i had a i'll just bluntly say it i had izzy's dad Izzy, da- Izzy's dad come up, comes up to me and goes, Kenny, when the fuck you ever heard of a heel ring announcer? And that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, where have you heard of like a heel like ring announcer referee? It's like, these are supposed to be people that kind of, uh, you know, are just uh, pawn pieces, neutral, you know, no, neutral okay, yeah. and just kind of hang back while the yeah. wrestlers do what they need to do. Um, so I've never been a fan of like, like people trying to get eyes on them um when they're playing these secondary roles you know what i mean like brandon is co-host like you know when he tries right. to like step up and be like the co-host and say something and i'm like eh, stop nothing. that crap stop yeah. that crap let me talk <laughs> uh, so i've never been a fan of that now when when there's a little storyline involved like dave hebner and the evil twin and things like that that i like now let me reel it back in hollis because i told you to wait let me finish what i was going to say before you comment <laughs> she says i don't think she meant being he- face or heel now if anybody does a wrestling character as a referee good it is aubrey edwards aubrey mm-hmm. edwards finds a way to keep it balanced she doesn't overdo it Aubrey Edwards doesn't become the focal point of the match, but she enhances it by being like the main referee. By being, you know, when Aubrey Edwards is out there, it's business. I liked when, um, was it, um, oh my God, what's his name? Why am I losing my train of thought here? Mike Chioda. Lucha Bros, Lucha Bros. Oh. Uh, oh. Penta Al Zero. So Penta Al Zero. Yeah. Uh, Penta John, Pentagon Jr. When we yeah. were at um, Fight for the Fallen, and uh, yeah, he threw the glove at her, and she messed up. Too, I think she didn't catch it, so he threw, she threw it back to him, and then he threw it again, and she caught it and put it in her pocket, and it's just like those little things, those little touches. She's more talented than any other referee I've ever seen. Okay, so just to be blunt, um, by the way, P 
people asking me on the Instagram chat, do you watch Monday Night Raw? Of course, I literally talked about it. I talk about <laughs> Monday Night Raw every week. Please tune into the podcast so you know these things. Okay, do I watch Raw? Come on now, I post <laughs> memes on Raw all the time. Look, we're at Raw right now. Look behind us. We are in the crowd for Monday Night Raw. We're getting COVID zone right here. We don't even have masks on. Bro, did you see some nonsense? They're going to make it mandatory for us to wear masks indoors. In Tampa, I should say. Unbelievable. What do you mean, unbelievable? I want freedom, man. Like, like okay, you want breathe. your freedom, but statistically, if you're not wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, then it's not going to prevent anything from me. I have a 70% chance of getting something if you have asymptomatic symptoms. If you're right, asymptomatic, so- I should say. So I should say that properly. So if I'm, not, if I'm wearing a mask and you're not, you're irresponsible. You're putting me at danger because you don't give a shit. You're, you literally right. don't give a shit. You only give a shit about yourself. However, right. I'm wearing a mask, so I don't give you stuff because statistically, if I'm wearing a mask... I'm preventing, I think you only have like a 30% chance. Now, if we're both wearing masks, there's like a 10% chance. So how the hell don't you see that wearing a mask, as inconvenient as it is, and actually really convenient for other people because they don't have to look at your stupid grinning face, okay? Your little troll face that you have on right now. How do you not understand that wearing a mask is the right thing for us to do? And, and, and I know Brandon's saying whatever he says, but again... There's people all over Florida, guys, that are are of the same mentality. So as much as it's a ha-ha in a way, it's not. Because I go out there and I see people looking at other people like they're stupid for wearing masks. And it's like, guys, I'd rather be stupid and not be sick than to to wear my mask and have my freedom. But I guess I... I, I can't. I don't even want to get into that because, again, right? I mean, doesn't Florida is going to be the epi- Florida is going to be the epicenter <laughs> of the disease coming back. I, I can promise you. I can we'll promise fine. you. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We have friends. We got wrestling. We have friends that work in the freaking hospitals, and literally eighty percent to ninety percent of our beds are full of people with COVID, not surgeries or other things with COVID. And yet you're being so irresponsible to say you're not going to wear a mask. Wear well, a fucking ask, mask. Yeah, no, I'm not going to have a choice. Well, that's exactly I'm it. Because people like you, fortunately, I'm not even being tongue in cheek right now, but because people like you with your mentality exist, then our Tampa Mayor Jane, uh, Jane Castor had to go and say, y'all got to wear masks. Because again, <laughs> safe than sorry. Rather be safe than sorry. And Florida just is ignorant upon ignorant. I have never seen such ignorance. I go to Publix, I go to gro- grocery shop, and literally, I've told people told me they come up to me and they're like, they're like, you know, I don't wear a mask at a grocery store because, uh, you know, I feel like uh, every time I go in there, you know, there's all all these people with masks <laughs> on. So why why do I need a mask? I feel protected. And I go, first of all, it's not about yeah. you, you selfish son of a bitch. And two, what grocery store are you going to? Because every grocery store I go to. I pick out 20 people, 19 of them not wearing masks. And it, it always really pisses me off as a father when I see, you know, the Karen walk in and Karen walks in with her kid and Karen's got a mask on and her little, little baby boy doesn't. It's like, how selfish are you? If well, you yeah, it's weird like, with that because it's like, I guess they don't have the mask sizes for children, like when they're handing out. Like, so tie a the fucking bandana to... across their face. 
my point is my point is how can you consciously go in public by the way just for anybody here one i haven't taken my daughter out anywhere and two Mm. if i did shit i thought i had it on me right now but we Uh we, my my mom stitched her little mask because Mm. we were like if we have to at least we have something (laughs) brandon is a karen they're right but it's just like no it's just you know i'm sorry to get into a rant about covid but it's just it's so irresponsible because i don't you know i got people out there i'm gonna be so blunt on my personal facebook you know you got people out there who failed i'm gonna be blunt you know if you might know him if you're watching and you went to high school with me you know people out there who failed every class and said the most ignorant things and they're talking about like why do we know this covid thing is real these masks don't help and then i have my doctor friends hiro and louise they come in and they start saying, you know, like, you know, they're in the heat of the battle and they start hitting him with the facts. And he's like, no, if you just Google something, he's talking to doctors. He's talking to educated doctors, someone who just graduated his um, who just finished his residency and is telling him to Google statistics. Google Google apparently wins uh, all the studies and all the, the coursework and all of the the actual infield like i'm gonna be so blunt i uh, talked to hyro when he was on the the verge of a nervous breakdown because of all the covid cases in his hospital you know i don't mean out him like that but like he was telling me things you know be safe and things like that you know it's not worth it you know his his dad has covid and this and worrying about people dying and 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 it's like until it happens to you all those selfish people, all of a sudden, then they, they're like, oh, my God, you got to take this thing seriously. Like, no, seriously, Brandon. Like, if your fucking sister and mom all of a sudden had COVID, then you'd start taking the shit seriously. And probably wouldn't because you don't give a damn stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I wonder if they're going to make the uh, talent at ringside wear masks. Well, I guess they're taking they, stuff, but we'll see. I don't know. Well, now that it's, I don't know, yeah. WWE might still be uh, excluded from that because it's technically their own personal grounds but does it fall under the jurisdiction of a because you're in florida well no because they're in orlando they're not in tampa so uh but yeah i wonder if that'll spread around yeah to different counties yeah yeah the mask thing hopefully spreads around will spread around quicker than the virus will spread around hopefully (laughs) i'm just saying i'm gonna start making you wear a mask on the podcast because (laughs) because of how unsafe i feel but anyway um let's get into you know i guess the the main event um let, let's talk about the controversy uh we're, we're supposed to have a segment on this brandon we, I, I told oh, you my idea for it but we uh we don't have it ready so we'll we'll, we'll save that for another episode uh, but let's talk about uh the jeff hardy storyline and everybody let, let's let's just throw up the the thumbnail uh right now because I spent so much time on this thumbnail, by the way, and somebody said, oh, your thumbnail game is, is really good. And I was like, thank oh, you. Boy. I needed that because I spent so much time um, on this uh, <laughs> episode's name is WWE's pissing me off lately. Um, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I what were they thinking with the segment? <laughs> what you didn't like this? It's not that I, you know me, I always find the positives in everything, uh. but um yeah yeah it, 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 i i thought how they should have done it was like what he's like you know i'd rather be pissed on than pissed off then he grabs it and throws it on him instead of like he like grabbed it and like but it's like line it for line so i think i think weird. it was um i forgot who messaged me this um but like they did something like this before yeah sean michaels oh, okay. and uh vince mcmahon or did this same exact thing with the same exact line oh. and um 
you know, but it, how fake, like, they, it, Jeff Hardy pissed out a whole fucking two gallons of apple juice. And this thing, hey, and this, hold it in, hold it in, brother. And this thing was browner than, the, I don't know, browner than molasses, man. Like, like, how the, what, like, I'm like, he pissed out a whole thing of Jack Daniels right there. I'll drink that. Give it to me. Thing of fucking me up. But anyway, it's, it's like, I don't know why they thought this was a good segment. Um, now that being said, I got really heated speaking of, uh, you know, Anthony from smart to that, but we got into like some heated discussion, you know, we remember we respect each other, but we can have differing opinions, um, about this whole, um, Jeff Hardy storyline and me basically Mm -hmm. focusing on the fact that I'm like, if this helps somebody, even just one person with their alcoholism, uh, it's worth it. And everybody's like, no, this is piss poor. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like this and, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, guys, you know, you don't have any, you, you don't have, uh, any ground to stand on when talking about this storyline. Mm. And, uh, you know, I let a little of my personal life out and I said, you know, my dad who is still alive. Okay. So I don't, haven't lost him. Uh, but you know, in 2009, his liver was failing from, you know, he was an alcoholic and, uh, he's on some heavy medication to this day, uh, almost died, you know? And so for, for, for people to look at me and say, you know, you, who are you to talk about this issue? Uh, I, you know, and not that my dad's a bad person. He never was. He was always a great father. But, you know, when you're battling a disease, you know, I, I actually got the fortunate part of it because, you know, I didn't get, you know, angry, drunk dad. You know, I still got function. I got functioning alcoholic dad. So he, he still loved the hell out of me, you know, but, you know, it's kind of I have vivid memories of going to school uh, at seven in the morning and hearing seven mm-hmm. in the morning you know hearing a beer pop and it's crazy when you think about it you think back to it but um so it kind of hurt my feelings that like people were like i think that also got to me i think that's why it built up mm-hmm. to me being you know having a little outburst um but people saying you know oh who are you to talk on this i'm like guys i actually lived through something you all haven't lived through any sort of like i, I really hate when people haven't lived through anything like they don't have an alcoholic in the family they don't drink they don't anything but they feel like they can speak on how insensitive this is and it's like well Mm. i've seen it firsthand and yet i don't think it's insensitive because it to me it's like i i said you know um you know i i said it was it's a real life thing yes it's a sensitive issue but what makes this different than method acting what makes this different than you know i i called attention to john wick and i said keanu reeves um if 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 no one knows this he had a very serious girlfriend they broke up and uh she was unfortunately coming home from a party and was killed in a car accident Mm. and there's a scene in john wick hopefully i don't spoil it hopefully you've all seen it where he loses his wife and uh, she writes him a card and uh, stuff. And you see him, he's just breaking down in tears. And it's a very, very raw, vivid scene. And I remember telling my sisters, I said, I can promise you that's not acting. I can promise you that came mm. from a, came from when he got the call about his girlfriend dying in that car accident that he was channeling from there and dealing with that loss of someone you love. Because they were very heavy, sobbing tears in that scene. You know, so he was, had to draw from somewhere. So that being said, going back to the Jeff Hardy thing, it's like I feel like he's drawing. Guys, this is keeping him sober. You, you talk mm. about inspiring him. He wants to tell this story. You know what I mean? I don't think he's being forced to tell the story, but you know, people were like, you know, and um, he's not on the chat right now. But Alex Guerrero, I'll call him out right now because I know you'll 
listened to this after the fact and he was saying something like you know and i get it and i don't want to i'm i'm not being insensitive towards your feelings i just want to talk about the counterpoints um you know he was saying you know i don't like the fact that seamus beat jeff hardy at backlash and i said well i think this is where we're at in the storyline i think it's supposed to be that um you know jeff hardy is fighting his demons shaman's rep shamus represents his demons and shamus is stereotyping him where you see jeff hardy he's calling him a drunk you're calling him a bum he's unreliable a these are a junkie these are these are words that people who are struggling with addiction hear from sometimes from people they love unfortunately much less other people you know people they work with judging them and so I feel like that's what, what's happening here. Seamus is calling attention to all that. Seamus is supposed to be the bully in this. Mm. It's not insensitive. It's literally what people think. They're trying to evoke that emotion from you. And Jeff Hardy lost to Seamus at Backlash because, yes, sometimes you relapse. Sometimes you struggle with your addiction. Sometimes your demons come back. You know, you have a bad day. And I think they're trying to show that. But I think the ultimate... But remember, again, on SmackDown, he threw piss in his face. So even so, he still got a one-up on Sheamus. Yeah. But I think this will ultimately culminate in, at SummerSlam with Jeff Hardy getting the ultimate victory. So again, I think we let this play out. You know, it's hard nowadays with uh, Twitter and social media to let uh, storylines breathe. It's very hard, even for me. But I think... Um, mm. You know, I, I, I think so. And, you know, I appreciate that, Fernando. Fernando says it came as a surprise for me when he won. And I agree on everything you say, Kenny. And, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I try to take a step back and analyze this for what it is. And I didn't, I didn't like that Seamus won. Um, but I think that's ultimately where we're going. I think that's where we're going with this storyline. Um, I think this is going to be the redemption story for Jeff Hardy. I even think mm-hmm. that we may end up with the WWE title run for Jeff Hardy. So, um, yeah. I wonder if people wanted it to end because they thought it was in poor taste, and they're just like, "Oh, just have Jeff Herb and win now." To get get the right. storyline. I think over that's with it. They're like, they yeah. feel uncomfortable, so they're like, yeah. we, "Let's get it over with." And it's like, well, that's that's the whole point. It's like, there's a little kid at home who's watching this, who whose dad is a drunk, is an alcoholic, quote unquote. You know, to use these derogatory terms, and um, you know, is that. sitting there and going, you know, wow, like there's hope yeah. for my dad. Maybe my dad can do it one day, you know, that sort of thing, you know, or my mom or whoever, or my uncle Brandon, you know, you know but, but yeah, you yeah, know, I, I think, highlight this uh, Hunter comment, uh, uh-huh. where he's like, yeah, yeah, for me, my biological mother's a drug addict. I'm not around her anymore, but I lived through her addiction. And for how much I hated to see him punk Hardy storyline, I know it also made a positive difference. First of all, so, Hunter, wow, um, Hunter, that was a, very very uh deep thing for you to share with us and uh yeah. honestly i was really brave um so i thank you for that um for sharing such a personal story um and i can only imagine that must have been hard to go through that cm punk but it, it, let's talk about that the cm punk jeff hardy storyline why is that so praised why is that storyline so praised but this one is not and yes, I agree. You know, I, if I, I would say that CM Punk and Jeff Hardy delivered on that storyline a lot better, you know, but it, could we blame COVID and the lack of crowd and 
the lack of emotion and stuff for why the Sheamus and Jeff Hardy one is having to be a little different. Um, that being said, you know, like I said, by the end of it, the Jeff Hardy storyline was one of the best storylines in WWE history with CM Punk. And uh, so I'm at least giving the Sheamus uh, Jeff Hardy storyline a chance. But again, Hunter, thank you for that because that was very mm-hmm. brave for you to share. And uh, we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, uh, in wrapping up, guys, because again, I don't really know what's going on right now. Um, but in speaking about the sexual harassment, sexual abuse allegations, um, hit me up in the comments. And let me know who, who, what, who's all. I've heard 20 plus names and I still don't know what names are on this. So I'm genuinely curious. Um, and I, I'm just going to be saddened. I know by the, uh, I think Fernando said it on Twitter, and I agreed with him. You know, this is a darker day for wrestling than um, when all the people were fired, and I agree with that because this is a big black eye on uh, professional wrestling. You know, uh, nobody who's a celebrity, and again, I don't know the full details, but just assuming everything is true and every every allegation is a hundred percent, nobody, no matter what their celebrity status, should ever assume it's okay to talk to people like that. You know, and I and I mean that on both ends. Obviously, a lot of these are men speaking to women like that. Uh, but even on the other end, it's uh, just don't do that. Just do not use your celebrity status as an excuse to be able to, like Trump says, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> yeah, I had to take a little jab at your boy there, uh, Brandon, um, because that shit's not okay. That is not okay. Like just because you're a celebrity yeah. doesn't mean you can do uh, what you feel. You know, and I'm kind of glad yeah. all yeah. of this. Shut up, Brandon. Uh, I'm glad all of this is kind of coming to light. Um, you know, with the Black Lives Matter stuff going on, um, with these sexual allegations coming out, I'm kind of excited to see the world that we come out of in yeah. in after this COVID era and stuff too. It's like we we're coming into a brand new world. You know, yeah. everybody talks about you know going thing when things go back to normal. Things will never go back to normal because so much has happened in 2020 that it is going to completely change uh, the trajectory of the rest of our lives. And I mean that as sincerely. And if you don't feel that in the air, then I don't think you're paying attention at that point. You just should own up to your toxicity and understand that the problem is you, not WWE. Remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, before you get out of this celebrity thing, remember uh, Louis C.K.? Like, that was like a weird thing, too. (laughs) If you please, let's not even talk about that. But if you uh, (laughs) please do two things, (laughs) watch, uh, go find out what Brandon's talking about, Louis C.K., what he's talking about, and go watch Dave Chappelle's special on Netflix talking about Louis (laughs) C.K. And uh, how non-threatening that was. It's a, it's a joke, but again, just go watch that because it'll make you laugh um, in, in all these times. But yes, uh, Hollis is talking about my DMs on Twitter. Hollis, don't... Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't trust anybody telling me to check my DMs on Twitter right now. Okay? Because I'm, I'm very scared right now with what's going on in the world. Okay? Um, but that being said, Brandon, any, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? That's right, people. Watch, check your celebrity. You gotta ask first, right? You need consent before you do anything. Ask permission, not forgiveness. I don't think that's good advice at all, first of all. (laughs) Where are you getting this advice from, Brandon? (laughs) I'm just going off the top of the dome. 
I don't really know. Does that have an inspirational quote or anything? So, so I, I got one, and I'm going to read it. It's from Sylvester McNutt, and uh, it, I think it applies to what's been going on with me in this podcast and not appreciating every single one of you. So, first of all, everyone that's in the chat right now, hit that thumbs up. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you for watching. Um, first of all, we went a little extra long on this one, but I thought we should because the energy was pretty good. Uh, but this applies to, you know, I think the podcast and all the hurdles that we have to get through to get to this point. And uh, so I'm going to read it. It says, if you've overcome a lot, take a second to stop and appreciate how you never gave up on you. And it's true. I don't I don't give us enough credit uh, for all the work that goes into this podcast. Uh, you know, people may see the hour that we talk, but they don't see. Again, I say me because Brandon just shows up right before yeah. <laughs> we go on air, but they don't see the. Uh, me typing during raw about subjects yeah. that we should talk about they don't see me see me typing up on twitter uh yeah. they don't see me making the graphics uh they don't watching see any, the pay-per-views watching the pay-per-views <laughs> yeah. watching yeah. shows that maybe aren't the best shows to watch you know and mm -hmm. ask brandon you know we we finished with uh aew dynamite pretty late last night and uh what did i do right when you were leaving i started up nxt, oh, started NXT. you know and uh, <laughs> so i'm up, yeah, I'm up till uh four in the yeah. morning watching uh nxt <laughs> because like i feel like i'm doing a disservice to everybody if i'm not watching the shows and having to talk about it so i, I yep. take the time out of my day you know and that's why i don't want to hear excuses from people you know i don't want to hear excuses uh for why your stuff's not doing well and stuff like if i can do it and i have you know three other jobs and a child, <laughs> you know, I have my own business. I have a part-time job for health insurance. Uh, you know, I have this podcast and I'm a dad, you know? So, uh, and if I can do it, anybody can do it, man. You just, and I work out now. I'm working out again. I'm finding Daddy's time. Working out. You know, it, you know, again, I'm not it calling attention. I, I'm not calling attention <laughs> to working out. I'm just saying I've heard people like, well, I'm tired. I can't work out. And it's like, if I can do it and I have my little girl on my back, I have pic I posted pictures on on my Twitter. I she's across my neck like this and I'm still working out. You know, don't find excuses, find reasons. And my reason was my little girl looking at me and like trying to figure out how to lift like these little, you know, dumbbells that I had and it, that really opened my eyes because I was like, wow, I'm showing her, you know, a better way of living you know i'm showing her that she should work out and be healthy and like that meant a lot to me as opposed to seeing her fat ass dad sit and watch paw patrol all day like i was <laughs> you know a couple months ago <laughs> you know but uh yeah guys find your reason and uh don't make excuses whatever you want to do you can do it i promise you you can do it and i don't want to say i'm a shining example of that i'm not i'm just a regular person like like you all and that's why we all can do this together here's to Look the new world Here's to the new normal in 2021. Look out for what, Brandon? I was going to say, look out for Kenny Starks on the Indy Circuit. <laughs> and I'll be Slipping posting those kicking. pictures. Yeah. I'll be posting those pictures on our social media soon. But thank you so much for listening, guys. This is episode 85 of the Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast. Have a good rest of your night.